Are you not having the success you want with your direct bookings? Perhaps you are tired of feeling like you are out of your depth and wish there was an easier way. Well, I've got an exclusive free training coming up that just might help. Join me on April 4th when I will share the top three mistakes that I consistently see vacation and short-term rental property managers make in their desire for direct bookings that could be costing you major profits. I will also be sharing my top tips in building your own direct booking sales engine that will bring in those direct bookings while you sleep. Come and join in the fun. Head to my website, directbookingsuccess.com, and click on the free training button to join me on April 4th, because you deserve your own direct booking success. This is the Direct Booking Success Podcast, bringing you the information you need to increase your direct bookings. I'm your host, Jen Boyles. As an owner and manager myself, I know how hard it can be to navigate the short-term rental industry. I'm here to help so you too can have direct booking success. Hello and welcome to the Direct Booking Success Podcast. Today I'm speaking with Evan Dolgo from Adaptive. Okay, so imagine if your business could have the property recommendation power of Airbnb, the search result matching power of Google, and the product recommendation power of Amazon. Isn't that just super exciting? This is what we are going to get into today, and I am so excited to have you with me today, Evan. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Jen, for having me. I appreciate it. It's just such a pleasure. Can we start by you telling us a bit about yourself? Sure, sure, absolutely. And it's really a pleasure to talk to any audience that wants to hear about technology. So I'm excited for today. My background is in real estate development as well as hospitality. And over the last year and a half or so has moved over towards the, I guess, technology consulting world as well. So you can look at me as bridging the gap between the physical and digital worlds with adaptive. Yeah, that's great. That is really great. So let's start with direct bookings, okay? It's the title of my podcast, my whole world, direct booking success, and I know why they're so important. But could you tell us from your perspective why you think direct bookings are so important these days? Yeah, absolutely. And not just important, but also there's a sense of urgency around driving more direct bookings today. So for me, I see direct bookings as a way to have long-term autonomy. A lot of times I like to look at our sister industry, e-commerce, and I like to see what did they go through because the vacation rental world is inevitably going to go through that as well. So when you look back, let's call it three or four years, Amazon had, I think, 70 or 80% of all transactions. It was impossible to drive direct-to-consumer business. So all these individual businesses had to list their products on Amazon or one of the other 500 platforms. And basically anyone that bought the product from the platform, you were the platform's customer, not the actual company's customer. But in the last three or four years, there's this company called Shopify, which has essentially democratized all those big technologies and swung the pendulum back into the hands of small business. And now Amazon is shuttering its warehouses. It's closing its doors on a lot of them. It's stopping the expansion because small business has swung back the pendulum effectively. They're, they're driving that direct consumer business. So I think it's important because when the platforms have all of the power, 
they could do anything. And we hear on a daily basis, Airbnb flagging a property, flagging a, a vacation rental manager. And for over a month, they won't give them a reason why, and they won't put their property back online. And that's a month lost of revenue. So that on top of the inability to collect effective guest data, I think that's really going to hinder a lot of the manager's ability to, I guess, control their own destiny in the long run. So driving direct bookings is, is very important. And we can dive deeper into why it's important to do now. Yeah. And I love the comparisons you make with e-commerce because of course it's like they're just a few years ahead of our industry, doesn't it? Feel that way. Yeah, and it's essentially the same. Direct bookings are a form of e-commerce. Instead of the package arriving at your front door, the guest arrives at your front door, but the process to purchasing is the same. And we've been trained by Amazon, we've been trained by Google to just start clicking around, clicking, clicking, and eventually we'll find the products that we want. So I think that instead of reinventing the wheel, direct bookings just need to copy and paste exactly what the e-commerce world has proved. Okay, so give us some ideas. What can we literally steal from e-commerce? Yeah, so I think the, the best thing to do is to look at Amazon as well as OTAs. And when you look at their websites, you're going to see that they have a flow to them. And that's just become the natural flow of, I guess, a product search or a property search. So when you go to an OTA, you go to a good direct booking website, the flow should be as follows. At the very top of the page, you should have the search bar where the guest can put a time and date. And essentially, the highest intent guest will be able to get to the properties they want immediately. But that's only a fraction of all web visitors. Most of them are just doing research. They're looking at who you are, scoping you out. So right under the search bar, for those guests who are not as high intent and still just want to click around, have property recommendations, whether they're featured properties, random properties, have three to six property recommendations and just allow the guests to click through your website. The idea is, is that we do research by clicking. Reading is, is quite difficult to get a web visitor to do. So having these chunky word blocks about us sections on your homepage, very, very ineffective. As you go down on the page below the featured properties, I would have a sort by amenity section and I would just keep having more options to click. So the idea is, is that every time they click, they get deeper into your booking funnel and they're going to find properties they like through the same process that they go on Amazon and they find products that they like. So the idea here is just to have as many things to click as possible. And then one other important section is on each property listing page, at the bottom of the page, after they've gone through all the details, the amenities and reviews, at the bottom of the page, have another set of three to six properties to click on saying, recommended more or more properties similar to this or more properties recommended for you, similar to that Amazon language that we see. The idea is that you never want a guest to hit a dead end on your website. You always want something more to click. So by having all the properties on the bottom of the page, on the home page, on the blog page, just put properties to click everywhere. And the idea is, is that they're going to get into this booking loop and eventually find what they want. Right. So a couple of things that you said there. One was about you know, when we have these blocks of copy about us and that you're saying that they don't really help you having them so high up on the on the homepage. And I wanted to ask a bit about that because from my side of things, I'm thinking that we want to have, you know, build trust and showing who we are on our website helps build that trust. So having something about us and also not forgetting that the about us page is usually the second highest, you know, looked at or, or clicked through or, or read page on a website. 
So how do you sort of put those two things together? Yes. So the About Us page is extraordinarily important. Just don't put it on your homepage. So have that extra tab for the About Us section, meet the team, our history. All of those things are incredibly important, but allow the guests to go to the tab if they want it. Don't force it in front of them on the homepage with a, a content, with a, a word block. That just makes the, the, I guess, the initial investigation more cloudy. You're just, you're just, yeah. uh, it's an action in many ways. Are you thinking it's like, it slows them down from getting to the meat of the website? Yeah, because when sort of look at it like when you're applying for a job, a recruiter or a executive only looks at your resume for six seconds. So you have to follow a specific format because they're going to know what to look for in certain places. But also you're going to have to put the juiciest information in specific places. So same thing with a website. Bouncing is so fast with social media. We've been trained to just jump around and our instant gratification, our attention is our attention span is significantly lower. But you also have to consider that any guest searching is likely looking at 15 to 20 other websites over the course of a week or two when they're booking a vacation. So the best thing you could do is just get your properties in front of them because that's what they're essentially looking for. Yes, they might like your business. Yes, they might like your team and your story. But at the end of the day, do you have the property they want? And the only way you're going to do that is by showing them properties off the bat. Okay, got it. Now, this is great if you've got, you know, 15, 20 properties, but what about those owners and managers who have one, two, three properties? Because they don't have all of those to put on the homepage to get people to be clicking around. How can we sort of take or what can we take from e-commerce to help people with smaller businesses? Yeah. And for those who are just growing their business, there's no reason to have a bunch of tabs at the top with 20 different pages. In my opinion, I think it's best just to all have it on the homepage. As they scroll, they see everything and they'll book then and there. So I would put all your properties on the homepage. Don't make them go to a separate tab to find them. Don't make them go through the search process if you only have three properties. So I would say just put it in front of them and let the guests decide. Okay. I like that. I do like that. I always say that we are we live in sort of, you know, for better or for worse, we live in an Airbnb world. And when we look at what they've done with property listings, everything is right there, you know? So if you, yes, if you want more information, yes, have them click through by any means to another page, but keeping everything on your homepage so that the guests can make that decision and book, you should be able to book off your homepage. Thousand percent. And if you go on Airbnb, booking Expedia, you're not going to see any words. It's just going to be pretty pictures and properties to click on. And the idea is, so when you have Google Analytics now, this is where it gets exciting. You're able to follow and see where are guests clicking, where what is working, what is not. And you're also learning about each guest, each web visitor as well. So down the line, once you have, start having 50, 60, 70 properties, you're going to have all of this intent data that you've collected in your Google Analytics that can be used for executive decision-making, um, website construction, marketing, remarketing. So the idea is the more clicks you got on your website, the more passive data collection you're doing as well, which will be really useful as you scale your business. And speaking of Google Analytics, I'm always telling people to make sure that they're looking at them at least once a month, you know, so that they can see what people are, you know, the guests are looking at and clicking and, you know, you can make things better or, or double down on things that are working really well. What would you suggest that people are looking for in their Google Analytics? Yeah, so let's talk about Google Analytics for a second because I think Google Analytics is going to be a skill necessary from here going forward. 
And to start, if you have a website, you have Google Analytics. So go make sure they're connected and go learn about it. And you can do that at Google Analytics Academy. I think they call it a GA Academy. And it's about five or six hours long, a bunch of videos. And they'll essentially teach you the but the 80, the 20% that you can use for 80% of the, the necessities for Google Analytics. So very important to go learn about Google Analytics because everything online revolves around that. That's your feedback loop. That's your, your benchmarking. That's how you learn what's working, what's not. Another important factor, if you already have Google Analytics, you have to move over to Google Analytics 4, GA4. Mm-hmm. The Universal is actually being deprecated in I think about six months or so, and which means they're, they're shutting it down entirely. They want everyone to move to GA4. GA4 and is, is does that, different. sorry to interrupt you, but does that have to do with cookies? Because I know I'm in the UK and the EU, we've got, you know, these, every, every website has to have cookie notifications, but we're going away from that, aren't we? Maybe we should be saying what cookies are. Cookies are what helps websites track. Yes. And so we're going away from that. And is that where Google Analytics 4 is coming in? So Google Analytics right now is really a reporting platform. And I think Google Analytics 4, where they're moving you over, is intended to be more interactive. For example, they have something they call predictive audiences, where if you have thousands of web visitors a month, Google will actually segment them for you and show you this audience has this much purchasing power, this audience is worth this much. So that way you can start to make decisions based off of who's looking at your website and so on. So I think GA4 is intended to be more interactive than the traditional one. Got it. And we also should mention that Google Analytics, it's not just your website. It's seeing people that have come from social media, people who have come from your email marketing. You know, it's seeing what they're coming in and what they're clicking on, isn't it? Yes. And that's exactly it. And the idea is is that is your, your 360 degree view of what's going on in your store. If you look at your website as your digital storefront, then you have to understand what's working, what's not. And Google Analytics gives you that 360-degree picture about who's coming into your store, what are they looking at, what are they not looking at? Because you're going to want to get rid of the fluff and just give them exactly what they want. And the way to figure that out is with Google Analytics. And like you said, this is important because you can actually transfer all your data from your old Google Analytics to your GA4 if you do it now. If you wait another month or two, there is a chance that it won't pass over. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't even know that. That's great news. Okay. That's a good tip there. We better get it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to Google Analytics and what we should look for, what what sort of metrics should we be, be tracking and looking at every month? Yeah. So I think there's a few metrics to look at. At the highest level, you're going to want to look at click through rate on certain buttons on your website. So for example, the book now button or the search bar, I guess the the recommended properties, the about us section, every one of these buttons has a click-through rate, which essentially shows you out of all your web visitors, how many of them actually clicked on that button. For the buttons that are getting clicked on, great. Maybe even strategize how to make those even more front and center. But the buttons that are being totally neglected, get rid of them. It's just a distraction for a web visitor. So click-through rate allows you to start opening those doors and seeing what's working, what's not. Once you do that, the most important metric that I think is is something that everyone should pay attention to is the revenue per user or revenue per visitor. And what that does is it takes all your web visitors and it takes all your bookings and it starts to show you what is your average revenue per visitor. From there, that's a benchmark. So you can take 
you can make certain changes to your website, change the flow of how things are working, how your bookings look. And if, as long as that revenue per visitor is going up, it means you're doing something right. But that's really good feedback. So I think that's an extremely important one. And I, I think between those two, you'll get a lot of the answers you're looking for to start. Yeah, because it's feedback, isn't it? You know, um, if you had a, yeah, benchmark. And if you had a shop on, you know, if you had a shop in the mall or the high street, wherever you live, and people were coming in and say that they were always going to one section of the store and not to another section of the store, you would physically be able to see what they were doing. And it's the same thing because you want to do more of what the guests want and what they're looking at. Yeah. And it's it, at the end of the day, it's a booking funnel. So at the, at the highest part of the funnel, you have, I guess, buyer enablement where they maybe see your brand on social media or they get a marketing email, but they're not your customer yet. But then they click on that email and now they come, now they're looking at your email and they get, get them to click on a specific property and now they're on your website. So now they're coming lower into the funnel. But let's say they go to your website and then they X out within 10 seconds. I think it's important to understand what did we do wrong? What could we have done better to get them clicking on a property on the website, to get multiple properties open on a website to pressing book now? And the idea is, is that if you can identify every stage of this booking funnel, then eventually you'll be able to overcome every hurdle at each stage of the funnel. And the funnel will run run passively eventually once you figure out how to make how to automate everything and, and essentially answer the questions before they're even asked. Yeah. And so that they, you know what to do each month in your marketing that will work so that people are coming in into sort of your audience and onto your website and they're going to the places that you want them to go to and then hopefully book. Yeah. And I think marketing is a great point to place to start because most people do it. And I think the metrics that they're using to gauge is the marketing working can be a little bit shallow. And I, what I mean by that is usually it's looked at from the lens of unsubscribes, open rate, and click-through rate. Those are the three primary metrics when it comes to email marketing. The problem with all those metrics is that's just email marketing. How about when they come to your website? What did they click on there? Did they book there? Did they look at a lot of pictures there? Did they come back multiple times over the course of a week or two? So that's more important than getting to see if how many of your guests open the email. So yeah. by having Google Analytics, you'll be able to follow the entire journey from the email marketing to the website and when they come back again and hopefully book. Definitely. I, I had an argument with someone, well, not an argument, a disagreement, I'll say, the other day with someone who was like, I don't care about the, the open rate. And I'm like, well, hang on a second. Okay, so it's not the most important metric, yes, but we need people to open the darn email first. So if we don't have that headline that interests them, they're not going to open it. So then we have no way of getting them to click on anything. So I, you know, there's two, two minds there that yes, it's not the most important metric, but I think I still think it's important because we have to get them to open the email in the first place. So, yep. okay, let's go back to when we were talking about why direct bookings are important. Now we're at the beginning of 2023. And I really think that this year is going to be a real interesting one. It's already starting off that way. And I just see this flux happening. And I would love to hear your take on why direct bookings are important right now and what you see happening in this industry this year. 
Yes. So I'll tell you outright that I am horrible at predicting the future. Okay. I'm not going to give you any major predictions, but I can give you some ingredients and some tools that we can prepare for then whatever is going to happen. Yeah. And and in my in my opinion, I think direct bookings are a priority now uh, for a variety of reasons. And uh, let's start with the cookies that you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. So cookies in Europe already gone, GDPR, cookies don't allow you to track. And what cookies are, it's a small file that when you go on a website, that file gets put on your device and then it tracks you across everything you do. It learns your behavior and it sends all of that back to whoever placed the cookie. So it's sort of a very invasive tracking method. And those are already gone in Europe. And by 2024, they'll be gone in the USA too. So cookies need to be phased out and we need to plan on that. On top of that is we have data protection and privacy happening. The GDPR is coming to the United States as well. So if if the government is going to make it more difficult to track certain things and, and look at certain data that we had access to before, you're going to want to collect as much as you can now because it's only going to get harder starting in the next, it's already starting. I know in November of last year, they passed something and every few months they're passing more data protection in the United States. And for, for those two reasons, and no, sorry, the third reason is that big technology is no longer playing nice. Mm-hmm, um, like Apple's, who I'm thinking about. Apple specifically. So you look yeah. at Apple, they're no longer sharing data with any of their, with their third-party vendors. So mm-hmm. for look at Facebook, for example, their stock is down 75% because they can't track all of us the yeah. way they were because Apple said, nope, now we're doing that. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, they got everyone hooked on it, didn't they? They let That's everyone it. track all of their their customers and then they just turned off that tap, haven't they? And they said, sorry, it's done. So Jen, that is the fourth reason why it's important because that's exactly <laughs> what the OTAs are doing. They're making it super easy to use Airbnb. They're trying to be super accommodating to all the users regarding who had the hosts. And eventually they're just going to shut the lights off and say, play our game or don't play it at all. So for those four reasons, it's important to have that direct booking site now to start learning how Google Analytics work and keep pushing the bar. You're never going to get good at it unless you start. So now is the best time to start because in a year, it's going to be substantially harder to drive direct bookings without paying for those visitors like pay-per-click, ad spend, however they decide to do it. Mm -hmm. Because that's exactly what's going to happen, isn't it? As people start turning off these taps and the tracking and the and you know being able to see people moving around and what they're what they're doing their their booking journey in a sense once they start turning those off then it will come down to paid advertisement won't it Absolutely that's the only way these companies make money and now it's gotten so competitive on advertising is only good when you can essentially segment who you're looking for mm-hmm. when you can you can be very precise about where the ad is reaching because otherwise you spend a lot of money on ads and they're not specific. So that is getting significantly harder and you're going to have to play all these games with with each individual company, especially the OTAs. So by having direct bookings and and a, a robust direct booking system, you'll be able to control your own destiny. You can play their games when you want, but you're going to control most of your bookings. You're going to control your business. So that's why direct bookings are important in the long run. Yeah, well, you're speaking my language because obviously I'm a big direct bookings advocate. I get really angry when I see these gurus out there that are all about passive income and property, get rich quick schemes and Airbnb all the way. And it gets me really, (laughs) really worked up about it because from what you've said, it just makes so much sense. If you want a future proof for your business, if you if it don't want it to be a hobby, if it's a hobby, fine. 
you know, stick it on Airbnb and put your feet out. But if so you Jack, want, maybe, yeah. Maybe give an example as to why it's, uh, it's important. Sure. So when you buy a product on Amazon, the person you bought the product for doesn't even get your name or your email. It's all anonymized, just like on Airbnb, because you're Amazon's customer. You're not their customer. Mm -hmm. Right now with OTAs, they're playing a bit nicer. I know VRBO plays a little nice. Airbnb, not so nice, but they still do a solid job. They're going to turn off those, those features as they get more power. Right now, they're just trying, they're in growth mode. They're trying to get more hosts. So when they shut those features off, it's going to be quite difficult to, to expand your business when you're at their, when you're at their, grip when you're at their, like they, you're at their decision-making power and you want to be in your own control. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. It comes down to control, doesn't it? It, it really does. And if this is your business, you need to do everything in your power to make it a success. Also, let's say, for example, you have 15, 20 properties and, and, and three quarters of those properties are booking great, but that last quarter is not doing well. Having Google Analytics and seeing where they're dropping off and what they're getting to and what maybe everyone's getting to a specific photo and then leaving. That's really good intel to bring back to your homeowner and say, we need new photos. You need to do a renovation. It's good frontline insights that can lead to executive decision making. And it doesn't have to be difficult. You know, if you're, you know, for those listening that have one or two properties and this is their own family business, I don't want you to be put off. And thinking, oh, this just sounds so technical. Because yes, there's some jargon there and there's some tech involved, but you just take it slow, you know? And like you said, Google Analytics, they'll teach you how to use it. Exactly. Yeah. So start off slow and it's it's getting that information to for yourself, for your own business. It's getting that feedback. It's getting the stats that you can see month after month. And I know that so many people just go about their business, right? And they don't stop and think and look back and look at what's going on to help them make those decisions. So I guess the final point with all of this is that eventually when you have a big enough business, when you have thousands of bookings every single year and you're collecting all that guest data, that data is worth money. That data carries residual value because that's guest intent data. You had guests, when did they look? What did they look at? How did they do their, what were their behaviors during their search process? What level property did they book? And that is all logged and stored. And you can eventually connect it to your PMS where you have even more information. And from there, that's guest intent data. So these roll-up companies that are acquiring vacation rental managers mm -hmm. across the country, they're looking for these guest lists that have all this enriched data in there because they can give it to their advanced marketing and data team and they can start to segment out their highest purchasing power guests they're, they're, which guests have certain preferences and affinities, and they can essentially get repeat direct bookings at a very low cost because they have that rich guest intent mm -hmm. data. So the more data you collect, the more you have that transparency within Google Analytics, the more your business will be worth as you scale up. Yeah. So if you're ever thinking that you may sell your business one day, having that, you know, it is important, I think, in business to have that exit strategy, isn't it? But a lot of people, I think, will start their business thinking, this is my business. It's my baby. I want it to grow and I can't think past running it. But we, but you have to be smart about it and look to the future. And if you ever want a chance of selling it to someone else, then that data, like you said, it's, it's king, isn't it? That data. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We could run the world, you and I. There we go. 
So any last tips that we can take from e-commerce? Yes. I think one of them, which I, which I always push, is reviews. The stats that I've found is that 90, 95% of travelers use reviews before they book something, and 50% of travelers will not book a property with zero reviews. So my good friend Christoph Salmon has a company called reviews.com, R-E-V-Y-O-O-S.com. I do not work for them, but they are just such a simple solution that has such a big impact. And what they do is they look at all your OTA relationships, they scrape all the reviews from those websites, and then they put it on your own website. And the idea is, is that's what OTA's websites looks like. That's what Amazon looks like. You look at the yeah. products, you look at the pictures, you look at the details, and you look at the reviews. Follow that format when you have each of your listings. So reviews, incredibly important to have on your website. Another one is mobile friendly. So I think 55% of Airbnb's bookings are mobile. That's the biggest trend. And unfortunately, I think a lot of managers are not taking that seriously. And, and you can find yes. out using Google Analytics. When you're yeah. on there, you can see how many people. And I normally see a 60-40 split. 60% on mobile, you know, 40% on, on desktop or laptops. So using those analytics, that's those stats can help you realize how important these things are. Yeah. And I bet if you look at a lot of the drop-offs and your website is not the best on mobile, most of those drop-offs are likely on mobile. Yes. So that's a very low-hanging fruit that you're able to capture if you if, if you make that minor investment. And a lot of these companies like ICMD and Blue Tent, they have pretty good mobile sites already, but it should definitely be a priority for a lot of these businesses. And um, Final final suggestion for a lot of these companies is that when you have only one, two, three, 10 properties, trust is a major problem because they're going to see you as a small-time business and they're not going to necessarily trust you with their private information. So make it very streamlined, similar, make your entire booking flow streamlined and similar to the OTAs. But when it gets to the checkout page, don't have these, these fill-in these fill forms that are from 1990. <laughs> Do have a familiar payment method, whether it's Google Pay, whether it's Apple Pay, PayPal, and, and have all of these, I guess, logos that show that if something goes wrong, you're going to have their back because you're insured up to a million dollars. So have those logos there that people see subconsciously. They're not going to know what each logo is, but they see it on every other website they go on, how much more so they should also see it on your website because they're going to feel comfortable. Oh, classic them. They're having, they have these logos showing that payment security is a priority. So yeah. between those three things, is a, is a huge step up for their direct booking website to start converting anonymous visitors. Yeah. Well, and don't make them don't make your guests jump through hoops. Just no. get them to pay, get them to book, you know, and then ask them the details afterwards, you know, what ages are your kids and why are you coming and are you bringing your dog and do that after. Just get them to actually book it because any of those hoops that you put in front of a guest, they're going to say, "I'm going to go look at some other properties now." Yeah. And I think a lot of websites are now having like a why it's important to book direct. And they'll they'll give you like six or seven reasons on on why they have to use OTAs, but booking direct is a priority. So please, if you book direct, we'll give you 10% off. So I think having an additional page like that as well is helpful for a lot of these, uh, I guess, more sophisticated web visitors. They want to say, why should I book with you over Airbnb? Like mm -hmm. Airbnb is going to take care of me no matter what. They always deal with our claims. Like, why should I book with you when Airbnb has been so great to me? So it's an uphill battle that there are, that VRMs are already fighting. And the Definitely. more you can be transparent, the better off yeah. you're going to be. 
give a discount, but also talk about how much better the communication is going to be, you know, and what you can do physically, you know, about being there. It's your business, the, the, the service you can give them. Yeah. And, you know, in Europe, which I find interesting, which is not so common in America, is that a lot of times businesses use WhatsApp to communicate with their guests mm -hmm. before the stay. And I really enjoy that when I travel abroad to South America and Europe because it's sort of like your concierge at your fingertips and you can ask questions, where should I eat dinner? Where, where, what activities should I do? And having that WhatsApp channel will get your visitors, your, your non-booked visitors to book because they're gonna be excited that, wow, this person is here to hold my hand along the entire way. They're here to take care of me. And that's really what people want. They don't want unknowns. They don't want friction. They no. want a seamless process. So. No. You can something. I know Enzo Connect has a similar service, but if you can have that messaging service that you can communicate with your guests beforehand, that'll really, really drive a lot of long-term value. Yeah. Yeah. And showing those trust signals on your website, you know, like talking your about your about us page, you know, talk about yourself, but also showing yourself to be that local expert. And I always say this, and I'm sure that the podcast listeners are sick of me saying this. But this is how we can compete with the OTAs. They can't be the local expert because the properties are just commodities to them. You know, they're just the platform. But we ourselves can be that local expert in our area so that when our guests come, we know, you know, they know they can come to us with any questions that they have. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> We're twins, you and I. So tell me about Adaptive. Sure. So the company that I work with is called Adaptive, formerly Jarvis ML. And long story short, we're the ex-Google AI team that founded Google Ads Machine Learning. So when you go on Google and you're just getting things and you're getting search results and ads that are tailored to specifically to you, the way they do that, the way they personalize that is they have a machine learning engine, which essentially learns about all your behaviors, all your preferences, your affinities, and your purchasing power. And then within a blink of an eye, it'll match the best search result to all of your characteristics. So the team left Google about a year and a half ago because they're like, hey, this isn't fair that only big technology gets to have this capability. How do we democratize this for smaller businesses? So what Adaptive does is it turns your website into that own OTA. So when you have, for example, the, the recommended properties and the search results, and you have over 75 to 100 properties, that's a lot of properties for one human brain to look at. That's cognitive overload. That's a lot of friction. So how do you take the best properties for each web visitor and show them the second they land on your page? A good example is that with exceptional stays, we actually power their single property hero image on their homepage. What that does is it's a one property recommendation, but because you're getting very close to what they want, you're increasing their enthusiasm and you're likely even guessing what property they want. That single property has booked many, many times too. But essentially, you're, you're, you're reducing the friction by spoon feeding each guest what they want to see and getting them to book faster. And then on the marketing side, marketing is tough because I actually have a sales email that says, don't like sales emails, neither do your guests. Mm. And, and the yes. reason I say that is because all of these companies, their open rates are very low. Their unsubscribe rates are very high because it's just noise. Not every guest needs to see the same exact thing. A family of seven from Beverly Hills doesn't need to see the same thing as a small, as a, as a, as an elderly couple from Oklahoma. They should both have their own unique booking journeys. So even within marketing, using your existing designs and mm -hmm. templates, 
what Adaptive does will serve specific properties to that specific guest. And every time they click on the website or in the email, the engine is going to learn more about them and then improve the next set of recommendations. And the idea is like social media knows all about us. Amazon knows all about us. The idea is that you will know all about your guests. That way you can personalize the entire digital experience from before the stay and after the stay and beyond. And it's, you know, when I get something on my phone or whatever, and it says, you know, can I, can this app track you? And can this track you? And I know some people are like, oh, I don't want anybody to track me. I'm just going to say no. I'm saying yes, because I don't want to see ads for things that I'm not interested in. I really want to see things that are, I'm interested in. So I don't mind if you're tracking me because then at least I get to see things that I'm interested in. So let's, let's do as big a bit of a summary here, what we've been talking about. We've been talking about the, the correlation between e-commerce and direct bookings and how direct bookings is an e-commerce, isn't it? It's an e, it's a, it's a type of e-commerce. When you have a couple of properties, there are things that you can sort of steal from e-commerce by looking at what Amazon does and what the OTAs do and taking those to, to build your own direct booking platform for your smaller company. Now, at which we're talking about at the very beginning about getting people to click, you know, getting them to click, click, click. And then I heard you say that I think 75 to 100 properties, your brain can't handle that. So where is the the optimum space? So if you've got 20 properties, would you still be doing that sort of click-through strategy? Yes. So really, it's about 75 properties that are just too much for the brain to handle. Okay. Even, even 75 is on the low end. But the idea is, is that if you have, let's say, 50, 20, 30 properties on your website, just Make sure those properties are all viewable. There's no reason to show a certain amount of properties at one time here and there. Just have properties on every page of your website and recommend like those blocks that say recommended properties for you. Use that Amazon language, start showing. And once they get to the search page of all the properties, then they're going to already have seen a bunch of them. They're going to know what they're looking for and then they can filter and so on. Yeah. But the idea is just if, if you have properties, put them front and center and allow the guests to click. Okay. And then when you're sort of 75 and above, that's where this sort of predictive machine learning can come into play and really, really help you tailor that experience to each guest on your website. Yeah. And it's primarily for your team because every time a, a company doubles in size, they can't hire double the employees. They have to get leaner if they're going to be more profitable. And your team can't really deal with hundreds of properties and all the data from tens of thousands of web visitors. So with Adaptive, for example, we're the data scientist, machine learning engineer, and deployment platform all in one for these advanced marketers. That way they can essentially have the superpowers of a team of 20 when really they're just a team of two. Mm -hmm. So it's a way that once you hit that threshold, how do you become, how do you stay lean but become more effective? And that's where machine learning comes to play. I love it. I find it so exciting and so interesting. And I just know the way that the world is going. We're going to see more and more of it. I already see it in my in my email program that I use. There is predictive capabilities there so that I can have an email and then have parts of it tailored specifically to that person I'm sending it out. Now, am I techie enough to use it yet? No. But I know it's there and it's exciting to know that that's sort of where we're going because then on the receivers, the person getting it, it's something that they are more likely to click on. Yeah. 
And in, in, in reality, this has been used for the last five to 10 years. So it's been here for a while. We just don't see it because mm-hmm. it's just become the expectation. It's such a pleasure using Amazon or the OTAs because they just, they're, they're personalizing every little block of their website mm-hmm. and become that expectation that when you go on a website, just immediately show me what I want. Show yeah. Me what I want. Yeah. So now finally in the last year or two, this technology has become available for smaller business. So it is slower to adoption regarding smaller business, but in reality, this has been adopted about five to 10 years ago and we've been using it without even realizing it. Yeah. Well, think about how many times have you been on Amazon, bought something, and then ended up buying one or two more things, not because you needed to, or that's why you were there. It's because they were shown to you and you went, oh yeah, I do need that. Or that looks really cool. It's happened to to all of us, hasn't it? Yeah. And if you want to look, I guess, a couple of years down the line for vacation rentals, upselling is going to be huge. For example, Mount is a company that's upselling all these different types of like, whether it's a fishing rod or it's a Vespa. And then you have, I guess, the stay and play packages for golf courses and maybe local businesses. And you have, I guess, there's a a company that allows you to buy furniture and different things in the apartment. So all of these things are going to come to play in the next few years. So then not only are you going to be recommending specific properties for each web visitor, but now you can recommend upsells, cross-sells. Yeah, experiences, services. Yeah. That's added revenue in your pocket, but you have to do all of these foundational things. If in two years, when this comes with this, when this becomes a reality, you're going to have to have the infrastructure set up in order to start adding on the cherry on the cake. Yeah. And you don't want to be left behind. That's another reason, you know? Yeah. You don't want to be left behind. So get on it. Brilliant. Okay. So what I really want to know from everything we've spoken about today, I really want to know the answer to this question. What does direct booking success mean to you? Long-term autonomy. And I think it's so important because when you look at Europe's history, they've already gone through the full cycle from startup to maturing businesses, to acquisitions, and then to mergers. They've already gone through that full cycle. And then all these big, these big private equity guys came in and just destroyed the industry to the point where all those property managers that sold out the first time started again. They launched their new companies and now they're doing it their way. They're not doing it the OTA way. They're not doing the private equity way. They're doing it the startup way. They're building the company that they want because they realized last time when they gave all of their information away, when they were playing nice with all these, these bullies, they, for lack of better words, got screwed. They got muscled around and they were forced to sell at discounts to what they should have been sold at. So now that Europe is starting over, they've learned their lesson. Unfortunately, in America, I do not think we've learned our lesson because we have not gone through that cycle yet. We're not as mature of an industry as Europe is. So direct bookings mean to me is long-term autonomy because when things start going south, when the bullies start to flex their muscles, you don't have to play their game. You don't have to succumb to them. And what that means is you're going to be worth more because the more times you say no to them trying to buy you out, the more they're going to offer you next time they come back. And the only way to do that is not to allow them to, to choke to choke off certain distribution channels or to muscle you around. The way you're going to do that is by doing your own thing at your own pace, at your own timeline. And they're going to be forced to say, okay, we want you now, we'll pay the premium. So direct bookings mean to me long-term autonomy and more money in your pocket. Brilliant. Evan, this has been amazing. 
It really has. I've been looking forward to this ever since we said we were going to set it up because it's an area that I'm so interested in. I just find it fascinating. And there's just so much to learn, so much new that is coming out. And I think this year ahead is going to be really interesting. And I'd love to see, I'd love a crystal ball, see what's, you know, coming up because I think it is just, it's fascinating. For those who would like to maybe connect with you, hear more about this, how can people get in touch? Yep. I, the only social media I have is LinkedIn. So I'm the only Evan Dalgo on the planet. And <laughs> if you want to talk, send me a message. I love talking. I'll give free advice. I've seen hundreds of websites. So if you're just starting up and you want to sing for 15 minutes and you have some questions about something, let's talk. I'm happy to help. And if you are more advanced and you have hundreds of properties and you're looking how to improve across the board, and how to keep your team lean as you scale and double in size, we can talk about that as well. So find me on LinkedIn, the only Evan Dalgo in the world. Brilliant. I'll put those links in the show notes as well. Again, thank you so much. Thanks, Jen. This was awesome. Thank you for listening to the Direct Booking Success Podcast. For more information about this episode and others, head to the website directbookingsuccess.com. See you next week.